0: have some challenges around saying the word no hello Darren Mitchell here and welcome back to another episode of the exceptional sales letter podcast can't say no that's the topic for today's discussion because it's uh it's really really topical right now because I've just come off running a workshop and one of my clients had uh, well had some courage actually to share with with me but also share with a group that're we running this workshop for uh, around his capacity right now to uh, not be able to say no. In fact, it's causing him some grief, and it's causing him a level of overwhelm to the point where, as a leader within the business that he's working, it's requiring him to now work a lot more hours than he should be, and certainly a lot more hours than is expected to be from his team, manage- from his team managers or his-, his business, to the point where it's causing some grave concern. And he shared with me in the con in a context of the of the conversation today that. He's got a real challenge with saying no. He's just taking more and more on. Now, now one thing to be really clear here, we're not talking about somebody who is just your everyday typical yes person that just says yes to everything. It's It's not like that at all because this person is really well respected, has a team that actually loves them, uh, and is getting some great results. But he's recognized through the session we had today that there's some habits creeping in where he has this capacity now, right right now not to be able to say no and it's causing him some concern because he's finding he's working uh, a lot longer hours and he's not therefore delegating a lot of things that he probably should be. And so we talked about why this is the case because one of the things he was sharing was he's, he's really, really successful in terms of what he does for his clients and a team is very successful, but he just can't help himself because he, it's, it's almost like there's a fear of missing out for him because when clients approach him, when others approach him, he doesn't want to be able to say no because he thinks that if he says no, he won't necessarily get another opportunity to work with this particular client. And so right now, he's taking on as much work as he possibly can, thinking that somehow, by some strike of uh, some miracle that's going to come from the heavens perhaps, he's going to be able to make it up as he goes or it'll just work itself out as it goes. Or he's justifying that, you know what, it's part of the role and I've just, I've just got to say yes because that's the expectation of the business. And look, it doesn't have to be like this because what he's feeling right now is a, is a sense of overwhelm and what's starting to creep in is A, he's not delegating enough that he should be and B, the performance or his attention to detail is now starting to be impacted because he's taking on so much and he's only got so much time available to him in a day and in a week. In order to be able to do things, but he still has this challenge around uh, not being able to say say no. So what we realise is he's actually formed a habit, and this is a habit that's been conditioned in him. Uh, well, for for a long, long time, and I won't go into the details as to how that particularly ha- how that particular habit has formed. But suffice to say, there's been a habit that's been that's been created. And one of the key things in relation to this habit is there's a mindset mindset shift that he knows he needs to make. But he's also now recognizing that the conversation that he's having with himself is not the type of conversation that will be conducive to being able to change that habit. So he's making excuses for himself or trying to justify why it's okay to not say no, why it's okay to continue to accept work and just to continue to say yes. But it's actually wearing him out, and it's going to wear his his uh, he's going to wear his team out as well because as he takes more and more. Responsibility on and as he takes more and more work on, this is just going to be adding to the burden of his team and it's not sustainable. so he said I need I need some help in order to uh, in order to change this to make some make some change and put some some things in, in in place that will help create a brand new habit and so what we talked about was first of all, when it comes to the conversation you're having with yourself the, the first and foremost is don't beat yourself up about it right? So it's very easy for us to look at the negative and to look at this as a bad thing. But we have to look at the positive side. So I said, look at what you're doing well and pick the good out of that. So look at what you're doing really well. The chances are you're actually delivering some results because you've developed some consistency. The issue right now potentially is because you have some habits around not being able to say no, you probably haven't set any structure in place or any boundaries in place. To the point where you know when you 've reached a boundary to the point where you can now know when to say no to somebody, and you say you can say that in a respectful way, so the first the first key is don 't beat yourself up right don 't say oh, i don 't have time to make this decision or I don 't have time to plan my priorities or plan my tasks or plan my day because that 's simply a decision and I said, well the first the first thing we need to understand and we need to learn is hey it 's not about being too busy it 's not about being overwhelmed it simply matters matters that it 's not right now a priority. Because we were talking about, well, I'd love to change the habit, but I just don't now have time to be able to think about how do I sift through and start prioritizing all of these. And I said, well, first and foremost, the self-talk is a really critical one. And that's where we started with the mindset and therefore the self-talk. And I said, well, don't, don't have that conversation with yourself saying that I don't have time or I'm too busy. Simply say to yourself and recognize that right now it is not a priority. And it's as simple as that. And that's one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever been given when it comes to Uh, uh, things and and being busy uh, or trying to change some things but not necessarily changing it, so potentially suffering from a period of of procrastination, don't beat yourself up about it and say, I wish I could have done that but I haven't and this is the excuse and blah, blah. Take all the excuses away and simply say, simply, Right now, making this change is not a priority, and it's as simple as that. Now, when I said that, his eyes lit up and said, My God, that's all I need to do. It's not a priority, and now I feel a lot better. I said, Great. Now what we have to think about is what sort of structure can you put in place and what sort of boundaries can we put in place in order for you to then feel more confident being able to have a conversation with somebody when somebody asks you to do something. Instead of automatically taking it on, you can now step forward and say no, right? Because you've now thought about what is the alternative. Because I said, everything we're doing is a strategy and everything we're doing is a habit that's been formed. And this habit has been formed over a long period of time. Sometimes it's a short period of time, depending on your propensity to develop habits uh, and depending on the type of thing that you're developing a habit around. But essentially, there's a number of habits that are formed. So in order to break that, there is a process to go through. And there are six key steps to be able to go through to form a new habit or to break down a bad habit. And the first step is pretty much recognizing that I've got a habit right now that I want to break. In this case, he has a habit of not saying no and not being able to say no. So he wants to be able to deal with that and change it and be able to say no. So right now, it's about recognizing that I have a bad habit. And the second part is making a decision that this is something that I want to change. So as I said to him, like when you're talking about people who have uh, whether it be drugs or alcohol type uh, challenges or anything to do with you know a bad habit that's not necessarily serving you, the first step in anything is to recognize that I've got a habit in the first place that A, is there, and B, that I want to change. That's the first step. So recognizing there's a bad habit. So that was the first thing we talked about. The second thing was we need to identify, well, what is the need that this habit has been formed to support? So what is the, what is the gain that I'm getting through developing this habit and, therefore, uh, implementing this habit there has to be a need that it's going to be that it's going to be done so what is it what is this satisfying so that uh, I keep developing this habit and I keep enacting this habit so i said well what what is it for you so you you take on a stack of stuff and you don't say no right now so what is that serving you he said well i just want more opportunity i'm fearful potentially of missing out in terms of opportunity and i'm fearful that if i say no to certain clients then potentially they won't come back to me and asked me to do do projects for them in the into the future. And I said, well, is that real thinking? Is that possibility? Or could we have a conversation and actually share with a potential client where you're at in terms of your current workload? And could you set some expectations or even plant some seeds to potentially look at how you can bring this particular customer or this client on in two months' time or in three months' time depending on your workload? And he said, well, absolutely, I can do that, but I haven't been able to do that yet. And I said, great. So now let's think about what is the need? Well, the need is right now, that it's it's for you, it's, I don't want to miss out on a potential opportunity, so that's the need. The next part is, the next step is identify what the trigger is. So what is the trigger? Well, the trigger for him is as soon as a new client or a potential client reaches out to him, that's the trigger. That's the trigger for him to say, yes, absolutely. It's an automatic yes, so it's almost like a synesthesia. A client asks, he says yes, doesn't even have to think about it. There's no qualification, he just takes it on board. So that's the trigger, So I said, when the trigger happens, what we need to do is now start to learn to say no first or put a bit of a gap in there before you can actually say no so that you can think about it and then have a bit more of a qualified conversation and potentially either delay it or say, no, I don't have enough time right now. So the fourth step then is engineering the environment as to avoid this bad habit. So what can you do instead? What can you do instead of saying yes automatically and how can you engineer an environment that gives you a little bit of time for you to think about it before you go back to the client and can actually start helping you to say no a little bit more often. And maybe one of the things is well, you put a bit of a filter in between you and the client. So for example, it goes into a Dropbox or you you allocate somebody to uh, look at every inquiry that comes in. So it doesn't come directly to you. It goes through somebody first who qualifies it before it actually comes to you. That is actually engineering a new environment and you're doing something different in the strategy which enables you to not do your same strategy or your same habit. And all of a sudden, it changes it. So how can you then replace that bad habit, which is the next step, with a good habit? Well, maybe it is putting in place that person or that that Dropbox to be a, a filter before you actually say yes. Or it may well be, what process or what structure can I put in place to look at this inquiry and then make a judgment call and then go back to that client and then say no or have a conversation about where you can actually fit them in to the schedule. And then the final part of this around habit is to give yourself some reward for enacting this good habit, this new habit, but also put in place some punishment for if you go back to the old ways of doing things. So these were six steps we took him through. And for him, it was a bit of a bit of an eye-opener for him. And he said, well, this is an absolute godsend because I now have a structure that I can go through that I can then filter through and actually look at what am I doing wrong right now that's enabling me to uh, not have any control because he doesn't feel he's got control right now because he's simply saying yes to absolutely everything. Now we've helped him put a little bit of a structure together and we've put some boundaries in place that will enable him to not, uh, Well, as long as, as long as he continues to practice this of course, uh, it enables him to create over a period of time a brand new habit. I said the other thing you need to start doing as well is in your head when an inquiry comes in, I want you to start thinking in your head, no, 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 no. So for a period of time, I want your first response to be no because here's the other thing that we need to be conscious of. That whether you're a leader, whether you're a salesperson, whether you're somebody who is an influencer, where people just want more of you, you need to think, how do I create an environment where people earn the right to get my time? So you've got to make it harder for them. To get access to you in terms of your time, which means when they get access to you for your time, that time is going to be really well spent. Because as I said the other thing to consider then is, as well as when you're sitting in front of a client, when you're sitting in a meeting with people, think about the actual cost to that meeting uh, that's being incurred by either the client or you as an organization for that particular meeting to come through. Now, if you can tangibly identify what that number is, it makes it really, really clear in terms of where you need to be placing your focus and it makes your meetings, for example, a lot more productive. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, this particular client does over the next, say, 30 days because I've given him a task to focus on this activity and really focus in on developing this new habit over the next 30 days because I'm really, really thrilled to see what sort of progress he's going to make. So What he's got now is he's got a structure in place. He's got some boundaries in place. He's now got a level of courage that he's developing to be able to say no, and then the next part is with the habit being formed over the next 30 days, he's going to drive some consistency which will start to form that new habit and make it a lot harder for him to simply automatically say yes. So hopefully that serves you as well. If you're finding it right now it's quite difficult to say no and you're just being inundated with stuff and you just feel obliged to always say yes, then I trust this uh, this episode is going to be of service to you and is of value to you. And a quick reminder that if, uh, if you'd like to take your sales leadership to the exceptional level and help your team in the process drive some sustainable results that also become replicable, and enable you to develop more meaning as a sales leader, but also certainly a bucket load more money in terms of your pocket, then I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar and let's have a call. Jump on to leadwithdarren.com and I look forward to having a conversation with you. And uh, as always, if you can uh, send me a connection request on LinkedIn, if we're not connected, I'd love to connect with you there and interact with you on the LinkedIn platform. And I look forward to talking to you again on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.